was pretty nice outside But I'm looking right at what's next to me Right at what's next to me Cause life's a little better with you Can I get a little closer? Tell me what you're trying to do I could be the one and only It's forever genuinely so Have you ever really noticed Sky is always looking blue I begin to notice Life's a little better with you Life's a little better with you Life's a little better with you Welcome to Santa Barbara Talks with Josh Molina. It's my pleasure today to be here with an artist who you probably know about. You've been hearing his music, seeing him around town, and uh, somebody who's near and dear to my heart, somebody who I met a few years ago at Santa Barbara City College. And it's just such a pleasure to watch him grow as a person and as an artist. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Neil Erickson, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thanks, Neil. Uh, we met a few years ago, and I had the opportunity to to get to know you a little bit. And it's been such an honor to watch your evolution. You play around town. You play wherever you can. You're from Santa Cruz. You've had some great uh, opportunities to perform. And your music is really starting to sort of um, affect a lot of people in town. You're performing various gigs. You got some great songs, and I'm just looking forward to talking to you today about what it's like to be a, a young artist and how you do that, because it's so it's so um, admirable, the work that you do, but I know it's not easy. So let, let's dive in and talk a little bit about, about you. Um, I met you when you were at City College, and you were in my class, and you were taking journalism, and you kind of put that on hold and said, I want to pursue my music. And that is really impressive that you would have enough confidence in yourself to say, I'm going to do that. So let's start there. Let's talk about Neil Erickson and what did you do to sort of say, hey, I'm going to follow my dreams and I'm going to see if I can make this work. Talk to me about that. Well, you know, um, I've always been a hard worker at the things that I love to do. You know, so like, so growing up, you know, if it was Legos, right, I, I'd spend hours and hours on Legos. Um, you know, if it, in school, if, if I was super interested on, you know, an essay or something, I would, I would, you know, put hours into the essay and really love it. Whereas, you know, if I'm doing some a math equation, things like that, I would, you know, shrug it off and really not do it. So I really like to put work into the things that I love to do. And so when I went to City College, I wasn't actually sure what I wanted to do, but I was interested in journalism. And I actually did fall in love with journalism. I really liked journalism at CC. Um, it was like the one class that I had at CC that I was that was like Legos for me, you know, like really wanting to put hours into it um, and work. Um, and it was great. And I was and I was determined um, to um, do journalism, do sports journalism because I'm really into sports as well. Um, and uh, I was, I was doing that and um, I applied to Cal Poly um, and you gave me a, 
amazing letter of rec, which I believe was one of the reasons that I ended up getting into Cal Poly. Um, but I got in on the wait list um, and it was during the summer of COVID that had first happened. And after doing two years at City College, I didn't want to do two years of a four-year online um, because I, I just didn't like the online, the semester that I had the experience there. It just wasn't, um, it wasn't for me. Um, it, was, it was too much of do-it-yourself and not enough scheduling and, and, and it didn't, didn't work out for me. Um, and so I decided to take a break um, and do something that had always been you know, a part of me, which was music. Um, um, and I had been writing songs and playing guitar still through those two years at City College and through high school, but I wasn't taking it seriously at all. Um, and then I actually had COVID um, and I had a, my dad send me a laptop so I could use Logic and produce on my computer. Um, and I was trapped inside for 10 days, you know, and, and instead of playing video games or, you know, zoning out and watching Netflix and stuff like that, I just every day, like just woke up and recorded and, and made something. And those demos were terrible. <laughs> I mean, they were really bad. They, they weren't good, but I, but I fell in love with the process um, of it and learning how to do it. Um, and then I think I just randomly texted my friend to see if I could play a gig at Foxtel. And, um, um, she said, she said, yeah. And I didn't even know I was getting paid. I, I didn't realize that was a thing. I thought <laughs> artists just go in there and play. So I, I played for three hours with my, my old band from IV and, um, afterwards I got paid and I was like, Whoa, a hundred dollars, which again, a hundred dollars for three hours, split between three people, it's a horrendous rate, but I didn't know that. And I was just so stoked to be getting paid and get free food. Um, and, um, from there, I just, I just started booking more gigs. I don't know. It just happened. I just, I started doing it solo. I started doing it with the band. I started, you know, getting, meeting more and more musicians who were talented and, and, and then I just, I just fell in love with the process and um, started, you know, making money and uh, being able to, uh, you know, support myself in Santa Barbara, which was huge. And then me sort of realizing that in the back of my head, I'd always been like, oh, you can't really make a living from music. You have to be the best of the best. And, and, uh, and I just, I, I realized how much I'm in love with music and, uh, and how amazing it is to be doing it in Santa Barbara. And I just didn't want to go back. Yeah, that's, that's great. Talk to me about your love for music. Cause you write music and you, you write lyrics. Did you go to you know high school? Did you take some music classes? You just sort of bored that way or experimented or how did you learn to put all that together into a song? Um, yeah, I mean, my family's pretty musical. Um, my dad plays guitar. Um, my brother sings, um, plays ukulele. I taught him how to play ukulele and guitar. Um, and uh, my mom is always singing in choir. Um, and so she really wanted me to do choir in high school. So I actually ended up going to a high school that was 20 minutes away from my local high school. So I had to drive commute there every day. Um, but they had a choir. And so I, I wasn't even interested in choir, you know, I was interested in Jason Mraz and John Mayer and, but not, none of that, none of that stuff. Um, and so I, I went there um, and started taking choir and I actually really liked it. 
and I did it all four years um, through high school. And I ended up being in the International Honor Choir, um, singing at Carnegie Hall, um, which is just an awesome experience. And I didn't realize that, that how much of like vocal training that was for me, um, because they really do a good job at my high school of, of teaching you how to sing properly. Um, and yeah, so I had gotten that and then um, I just I hadn't been able to write a song um, for my, and, and you know, entire, uh, up until I was like 18. Um, and then I randomly wrote a song. Um, it just came out and, and then I just sort of started trickling writing more and more throughout those two years um, at City College. And then all of a sudden it just came out you know, just like all these songs all the time. Um, and I sort of unlocked that ability. Um, I don't really know how, but I, I did. And <laughs> yeah, I love it. So you, you you sort of explained how you got to this point where you've sort of had this in you and through a series of events and COVID and school, and you decided to just sort of go in this direction. What's it like to be an independent artist who's trying to get recognized and trying to get noticed. Uh, Santa Barbara is a small market, of course, uh, but we do have a very vibrant arts and music and cultural scene. So there are opportunities, but do you have a manager, an agent? Are you just doing this all yourself? Because I would imagine that it's like, you know, anything that where you want to be noticed, it take you've got to work twice, three times, four times as hard as the next person just to be able to get that kind of attention. What's that? What's that like? Trying to trying to get noticed and get gigs and get booked and have people say, hey, listen to me. You know, it's actually it's actually really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 less of a struggle, you know, than it is just a fun opportunity. You know, um, I don't have management um, yet. I've talked to some people. Um, I think that's something I'm going to get um, further down the line. Um, but, you know, as, as you can hear, I've, I've really only been doing this for about a year and a half, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, to, to me, it's like, oh, I was going to go two years of college to train myself for something else. Well, now I want to do training of myself. And the best way to train for me is go play, like as much as you can anywhere, always, mm-hmm. you know, every, like uh, play different venues so you know what it's like to play at a winery where you know it's they want you to you know play really soft solo music um or what it's like to go play at you know james joyce you know um and where it's it's a bar you know and there's a bunch of people are literally at eos a club playing there um and and then playing at a real music venue like soho um so you know getting all of those different experiences is 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 really good and um it, 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 there's a lot of stuff that you have to do that behind the scenes, there's texts, emails, um, building your website, um, DMS, um, phone calls, um, literally walking, just walking down state street in the funk zone and with your card, um, and just talking to as many people as you can, um, and saying, Hey, listen, my name's Neil. Um, I play at all of these different places. Um, check me out, have your manager, like, give me a call. Because a lot of times their emails, they never respond to. Um, a lot of times their phones, they just don't respond. So you just need to go in there in person and, and get it done. And um, once you do start getting, you know, more gigs, 
people start to know who you are and it makes it easier for you to get other gigs. And then on top of it, you'll be, I'll be playing, um, you know, I'll be playing at the blue owl or something like that solo. And then, you know, there won't be a big crowd, but there'll be one person, you know, there who takes my card and then texts me and goes, Hey, can you play at my wedding? Mm -hmm. You know? And then that's when you do that, that's like, boom, that's my rent, you know, in one, one event of a wedding. So you really, you never, you never know. You just have to keep playing as much as you can. And it's fun because you, you can't, you, you, you'll be playing in front of two, one, zero people. And it doesn't matter because, you know, it's way better than sitting behind a desk for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what we used to talk about too, uh, which was just, if you love it, do it and, and things will happen. And, and, in the context of, of that, it was sort of like, you're really good at journalism and really good at sports writing. Just, just go do it. And yeah, it's hard sometimes, but you have what a lot of people don't have, which is that passion and they have that in that music. So when you do have to work it, it makes it easier. Let's talk about your music. Uh, you have some songs that are like the love songs to me. I mean, it seems to me like you just, you sing about love and relationships and uh, you know, heartache, breakups, uh, but positivity in the terms of like, you're really a, uh, uh, somebody who comes from a place of, uh, of passion. And so what inspires you in your music? Uh, you know, you've got um, a song I like better with you, which is almost like, it's like jazzy almost. It's like, a seems like kind of song you play at a winery, you know, like it's, it's very um, smooth, you know, and you have these songs that are just, you could kind of just like, fall into so what inspires your music um yeah i typed i try to take um just a particular moment you know i, I try to think of a, a theme or, or something and then i just try to back it up with like you know real antidotes uh, anecdotes sorry um so I, I try to think of like okay this actually happened so you know it's like it's like the show don't tell sort of thing for music as well where it's like um uh if, if, if I find a specific moment and then take that moment and then add it to the overall theme, it helps. Um, so that each song is, you know, just taken from a, a particular moment. I mean, I have other songs that, you know, aren't love songs as well. Mm -hmm. um, the ones that I've, you know, put out, I've only really put out about four or five songs. Um, and they just happen to be, you know, fun, love, pop songs for the most part you know and um I, I for me that's that's sort of the sound that I want to make and I think that it sort of resembles um Santa Barbara as well um because like I want to represent Santa Barbara I want to be a Santa Barbara artist you know and so like keeping keeping it you know Jack Johnson is a, is a huge person and he writes songs like similar to this and that's kind of the vibe that I want to have but you know just a little bit more of my own twist to it like you're saying is jazzy and yeah like better with you is almost all major seven and seventh chords um which is exactly what you hear in a, in a jazz song or something like that so um but yeah, then i try to keep it you know like poppy and 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 um um fun on top of it yeah and are your songs from your own personal experiences um are the feelings that you felt in real life yeah uh, for, for the most part, um, they are, there's, you know, there's always some artistic leeway that you have to 
cake. I mean, you know, there's always, it's like, oh, how do I rhyme this with like a particular, you know, specific thing that happened. Um, but for the most part, the themes overall, yes, they are. So when you're, you're walking the fun zone and, and you're uh, getting your, your name out there and just talking to people, there's amount of selling you have to do, right? Constantly of who you are and your work. And you know how people are, you know, some people are nice, some people are jerks, you know, some people are like, you know, they go look at your streams or, you know, they might judge you on these other things. And it's like, well, you know, everybody gets started somewhere. Can you talk to me a little bit about how you handle bad moments, rejection, bad situations, people who are, who are sort of negative and, and don't want to believe in you who, but if you blew up, they'd be like, you know, he's the best, you know? So how do you deal with those kind of people in those moments? I mean, you just really, you just ignore it. Like you, you just cannot let that get to you at all. Uh, if, if someone doesn't like your music, great. You know, there's thousands of other people that will, you know, sure. so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Um, um, if, if someone says, you know, oh, we're not going to book you because of this, then you don't go, ah, oh, damn, well, you know, I'll just go find somewhere else. No, you go, okay, so why don't, why won't they book me? And how do I make it so they can book me? You know, it's, <laughs> you have to take, even if it's negative and you're, and you're like, oh, they were kind of rude. You have to realize why did they say no, you know, and how you can make them say yes. Um, so you, it, you don't, you can't let it get to your head because, you know, music is subjective in everyone's head. You know, everyone has their own different opinions of music. Um, you just have to make the music that you want to do and make the best music that you can um, and just do it as much as you can. And I think that's just a recipe for success. Yeah, that's that's a good approach for, for so many things. You know, I think, I don't know how long uh, we knew each other at City College, a year, maybe a year and a half, something like that. I, I don't remember, but um as a student I, and i told you this and and um probably make you feel moderately uncomfortable here but <laughs> um you know as a student you have that that um curiosity right that like you're paying attention you were interested you have a glow of wow i'm really trying to appreciate every second here like appreciation of life and uh, as a teacher, you we we like those students because it sort of like makes us reminds us real in the moment like well that person's connecting with us you know and of course there's all kinds of students in the classroom that you have to connect to but that's a thing you have and I think I've told you this privately you know you have an X factor and I not necessarily about your music but just about you right and I think that would translate to anything you do. Talk to me a little bit about like when you sort of started to know as a kid, I know you grew up in Santa Cruz that I want to be a performer, you know, I know you did musical theater, you know, you've always had that aspect in you, but at what point were you starting to think I have something to give people? And I'm noticing a lot of people are reacting to me when I, when I show it. Um, yeah. I mean, I've always, I used to go around the neighborhood like when I was like four or five and and dress up in costumes and show them my costumes and with a fake guitar and like you know play them the fake song um 
and you know, I and then I middle school I was doing um, talent shows. I started the Glee Club at my school, um, which then carried on to like they made it a formal elective um, as a class for my for my middle school. Um, and I think those were the days where I was really showing my performance side of things. And then I think in high school, um, I went from this really small private school community where I was really shining and, you know, taking control and, and, um, and um, performing and stuff like that to going into high school and, and um, sort of just, you know, going through it, just going through high school and, you know, playing basketball too, focusing on basketball and, um, and then doing choir on the side, but I really wasn't doing anything music wise mm -hmm. um, for a while. Um, um, and so that performance side of me didn't really come out for a while and it kind of just hid down. And then I think music just sort of rejuvenated that um, recently and just, just going, just going back out into crowds. I mean, I love, you know, talking to a crowd and I love, and I love being in front of the mic. Um, yeah, but I, again, I think it was, it was sort of suffocated there for a while. Now I've sort of, uh, um, realized it again. And, and, and what role do you, what is, was your, were your parents, were they pushing you to Neil, go be a star, go be a performer, go do music. Uh, were they telling you to be a, uh, you know, uh, go get a degree and earn $200,000 a year. What were they like in terms of how they influenced you? Um, my parents are, have always been extremely music heavy for me. I mean, like things that they would always ask for, um, um, was for their like, you know, birthday, father's day, mother's day, Christmas was record a song, you know, and record or record it with your brother, you know, and like, give us the song if that's what we want. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, so they're very supportive in that way. Um. I think when I, when I was like, Hey, I want to, you know, just do music and not do school. I think that they were, um, they weren't surprised, you know, I think they, they, they knew that that was coming, but I think there was still, there's still a part of, um, I think less, less my dad, more my mom of, of, um, my kid's not going to graduate college, you know, type of thing. Everyone in my family's graduated college, um, and sort of worried, worried about that. Um, but, at the same time, both of them, you know, extremely supportive. And I think now that they're seeing more, more growth, there's, they're, you know, realizing even more that this is definitely, you know, my career path. Um, and um, my, my dad has said to me, which has been amazing is to saying that, you know, like, I'd rather put money into your gear, you know, he's helped me buy music gear that I've needed, um, than, you know, put you through college spend the money on college if it's you're choosing the thing that you want to do compared to the thing that you kind of want to do mm -hmm. yeah so he's very supportive in that way and um yeah that what the thing for me uh originally for me was with them the deal was they pay my you know my pay my rent they pay my food um as long as i'm in school so when i was not in school it was like okay you're on your own um and so I've, I have been paying my rent and paying for my food and all of that, but my dad has been um, helping me for sure um, with, you know, buying music equipment um, when I need it, um, which is super good. I mean, he thinks of it as, as, as a startup, which is how, I, you know, I think of it too. And if you're, you know, it's going to be a startup, you need to sound good. You know, 
you can't go to a gig and you play as well as you can, but you know, the vocals are muffled, the, the guitar doesn't sound great. And then people aren't really, you know, captured by it. Whereas if you just have a really good sound on top of it, you're good, then, you know, it, it works out. All right. Well, speaking of sound, um, we're going to listen to some of your music uh, right now. So um, we're going to take a little break and uh, come back and I'm have you talk a little bit about, um, you know, what songs you like and uh, who inspires you. But let's just take a moment to uh, pause and uh, listen to some of Neil's music. Outside, but I'm looking right at what's next to me Right at what's next to me Cause life's a little better with you Can I get a little closer? Tell me what you're trying to do I could be the one and only It's forever genuine, so Have you ever really noticed The sky is always looking blue I begin to notice Life's a little better with you 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 Life's a little better with you
That's great, Neil. Where do you, what kind of feedback do you get from your from your songs? Like, what do people tell you that they they appreciate or enjoy or like about them? You know, um, a lot of people. I think the most common thing is just, oh my god, I, you know, I loved it. You know, it was great. It's not, you guys sounded so good. Um, but the compliments that you know, like, really stand out are, for the most part, are you know, like other musicians being like, wow, that you know, change in the chord right there, or, or that lick was really good, or wow, that your melody over the chorus is extremely catchy and like really well written. Um, um, and also um, some of the best, you know, things that I like to hear actually from, from people is criticism from songs um, because then I, I learn out of that. Yeah. If I, you know, and a lot of times too, you know, I'm, you know, songs aren't finished yet. So I'm sending them to a friend and I'm going like, what do you think of the song? And a lot of times you just get a, you know, sounds great. Like, awesome. Put it out, you know? And, but like the better thing is to do is like, you know, this particular part needed some work, you know, like this like specifically, I thought this could be better. And um, that's sort of the best, the best feedback that I like to get. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Well, you know, we learn that, right? You learn more from the mistakes you make or for what Mm -hmm. people tell you, even if, 99% 99% of what they tell you is just BS. There's something there that you got to find and, and listen to. You mentioned Jason Mraz and Jack Johnson and uh, John Mayer. Who are your musical inspirations? Because I would say a Jack Johnson vibe is, uh, you know, kind of what I hear a little bit, you know, uh, when, when, when you perform. Uh, who are your musical inspirations? Uh, definitely those three. And then I would probably add on Daniel Caesar and Rex Orange County, um, which are sort of more recent artists um, that are getting more popular. Um, I, I think that um, the longer I stay in Santa Barbara, the more I feel a connection to Jack Johnson. And I, I guess it's because he lived here. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of his music really resonates with me and, and I like the vibe that he's making. So I'm sort of trying to move um in that direction um but i think there's a lot of um rex orange county um influence as well i I recently saw him at the santa barbara bowl um and i remember wanting to go to the studio like directly after seeing him because um i just loved his use of um his horn section and immediately after that i I texted my friend miles who plays trumpet to join the band and and, uh, get in a recording session um, and so we're working on a song together right now with um, Kutan, who um, works at um, Weiwei Records, um, and he's a phenomenal producer. So we're putting that song together so that you'll probably hear that in the future sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you still Team Kanye? Do you remember our conversations team about Kanye? Kanye? <laughs> Are you still um, um, super Kanye fan? I, you can't deny that Kanye has changed um, music and you can't deny that Kanye is a, just an unbelievable um, producer. Do I agree with a lot of his personal stuff? No, definitely not. Um, you know, uh, do I recognize that I, um, he clearly does have, you know, everyone knows mental disorders, um, you know, that he has to deal with in his life and, um, a lot and it's you know his personal life you can see looks could be like it looks like an absolute mess 
Um, but then his music is like nowhere close to that. You know, it's, 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 you know, the amount of time and work that he puts into perfecting his songs, you know, and like making them exactly. He's, you know, he's, he's like a Steve Jobs or, you know, like an Elon Musk in that they can be, a, you know, a pain to work with because they're such perfectionists. Um, but it ends up, you know, him making an incredible sound. So yeah, I guess I'm, I'm Tim Kanye, if that's how you want to put it. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. When you're creating, right. Are you sitting in your, you know, in your, in your bedroom, in your house, on your couch with your guitar, are you coming up with the, the music and then the lyrics after, is it simultaneous or do you write poetry and then figure out music that goes with it? Can you let, let us in a little bit on what your creative process is like? Yeah, there's no, there's no guideline at all. Um, you know, there, I've written songs where I'm, I'm in the studio and I'm producing something and I'm just trying to make, start a track without having any melody, you know, nothing written. And then all of a sudden I'm, I've put together a song and I'm like, oh, this is good. And, and then I've, I've almost gotten an entire chorus done without written, writing the, the hook, you know. Um, or whole verse done without writing any of it. Um, but then there's other times where um, I'm sitting sitting down and I literally just think of the melody in my head. Um, and then I grab a guitar and, and figure out the chords behind the melody. Um, or there's other times where I'm um, determined to write a song. I'm like, I'm gonna write a song right now. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just playing my guitar. Um, and that's what happened with uh, with better with you is I, was, I, I wanted to write a song. And so I took my guitar and I found four chords and I looped them. Um, and I sat on this couch listening back to it. And um, I just like wrote the entire song in a matter of like 20 minutes, probably um, uh, just sitting there because it all just came. And um, another song, I, I, I was laying in bed trying to go to sleep and I thought of a chord progression in my head. I was like, that'd be cool. So I just grabbed a guitar and, and started working out the chord progression and working out the lyrics and then uh, talked to my housemate who also writes music and we like wrote the song together um, and it was really fun. So yeah, it, it, it's all different. With the Better With You song, it's it seems different than your other songs in that it, like it doesn't even sound like Neil for a while there at the chorus, you know? It's sort of... Uh, and I don't know the specific terms, but it gets kind of high, right? And then when you say you, like when you say better with you, I'm not going to try to sing it here and insult you, but the you is uh, very subtle. It's very, like, it almost just fades away. And, and if you didn't know the song title, you might be like, what, it, what you know, um, can you talk to me about that chorus and like how you came up with that? Like, this is the notes that I'm going to go into, right? These are the chords I'm going to go into for this song. And it's going to be a clear shift from the rest of the song. You say you wrote it, you know, like really quickly, but what, what was, you know, how did you get there? Because honestly, when you get to that part, it feels like a next level song. It's like, whoa, like anyone, if it's in the background, when you get to the chorus, you're like, what's this song, right? That's the feeling you have. It's sort of like a lay person. But can you talk to me about that process? Yeah, I actually um, produce every everything you hear in that song is me. Um, the guitars, uh, bass, drums, all oh. of it. 
um, I produced it all in a matter of like six to eight hours. Um, at, um, I was actually staying at, um, I was mis I was misplaced. I, I thought I was going to get um, housing it um, somewhere and I ended up not in Austin who I had met a day before in the studio mm-hmm. said, Oh, you can just move into my apartment. Um, <laughs> because she was happened to be moving to LA and she wanted to save some money. Um, and so she said, I'll just sleep on my couch and you take my room. Um, and so I was living in Austin's house. Um, and, and so, so, and, and can you explain to the audience who Austin is? Yeah. Austin's featured on the song. Um, yeah. she's also another phenomenal artist. She goes by the girl Austin and then she also has her own band called Meshugana. Um, mm-hmm. and they recently moved to LA. Um, and so they're pursuing music down there. Um, but, um, so I was at, I was at Austin's house. Um, and she went off to work and I said, I'm going to write it because I really wanted to make a song with her. Um, and I said, I'm going to write us a song. Um, and I'm, and I'm going to figure it out. And when you come back, you're going to put a verse in. Um, and sure enough, it happened. And I, I sat down and I did it. Um, and yeah, it's, um, I, I really, when we recorded, we re-recorded the vocals. I did some vocals there, but then I re-recorded them later at a studio. Um, and I really wanted to like have like that soft, whispery sound, um, like Billie Eilish t- type of thing, sort of, where you get really close to the mic and you have the gain really high and you're just, you're, you're just being very soft and into the mic. Um, like you can hear you breathing that. almost, right? Like yeah. you can yeah. hear like you're right there talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, cause it gives it that sort of, it gives it a mellower vibe, you know, just a relaxed vibe. Um, and, um, yeah, no, I just had that melody in my head when I was on the couch writing, you know, I looped the four chords over and I was just on the couch and in my head, I just life's a little better with you. And then I like with the you, I just thought it would be so cool if we have me and Austin singing it there. And that's, it's actually a vocal stack. So there, you're hearing about um, like eight vocals right there when you hear you. It's mm-hmm. like actually me saying in Austin about like eight times. And then it's really reverbed out to um, just give it that cool effect. Yeah. And do you get, is that like uh, in your set? Like, where do you play that song in your set? You know, um, I, I hadn't, I hadn't, I, when I play with like a, um, a drummer, just a drummer, bass player, me and lead guitar, it doesn't really work that well. Okay. Um, it really needs um, a keyboardist in it. Um, what I actually have been doing is having a trumpet player on it too, when I play it live. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a violin as well. Um, and then very important to have um, backup vocals. Um, so the song, I don't usually play all the time, but when I have like that full eight piece band, like I had recently at Soho, it's one of my favorite songs to play. Um, because when you have another female vocalist in that, it, it fits and it sounds right um, in the song. Whereas if it's just me singing it, um, and then going to that that high note, it sounds a little weird when I'm when I'm playing it live when it, it doesn't have that um, the keys and everything in the back. Um, but when I played it recently at Soho, it was maybe my favorite song that we played, um, and it was great. And I let uh, every, everyone um, in the band solo on the song, so we just went through each person soloing, um, and it was it was just a really really fun time. Mm-hmm what's when you're on stage and you're hearing the the applause and the the energy in the room and the accolades and and just 
being able to share that space with other musicians you respect knowing you've been doing this for a year and a half and you know two and a half years ago you were you know trying to get someone to call you back for a news story or something like and you ever like just like pause and go in slow motion in your head be like what am i doing like does that happen to you um i don't think that happens to me i you know i think what what does happen to me is it's a it's a oh my god i need to be doing this i need to be doing this like i need to do this and then all of a sudden i have that second of just like whoa calm down dude you've been doing it for a year Mm -hmm. you know like this isn't eight years into music you know you're actually doing a really good job for a year so far what you've been doing and you've shown an incredible amount of progress um at least in my head my voice now compared to a year ago is drastic the difference is huge um so yeah um there there's a there, I don't really have that moment of like oh what the hell am I doing you know it's more of like a slow down dude like you, you're doing good <laughs> well yeah I mean I and I, I guess what I mean is that moment where you're like wow I can't believe I'm doing this this is so much fun and yeah and this just sort of happened out of nowhere and I, I could be doing a million other things but I'm here <laughs> I mean that must be pretty um a great feeling to have that yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's crazy. Sometimes I think about how, um, like, if the pandemic didn't happen, I would I would probably just be, you know, at Cal Poly right now, like, just studying journalism. Like, my life would be completely different. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, a lot of people, the pandemic changed their life for the worse. Um, you know, like, spe- specifically low-income minorities, um, uh, which is terrible, but, you know, I've just got extremely lucky that the pandemic really changed my life for the better. Yeah. We talk a little bit about uh, social, emotional sort of health. Um, I know it's hard for everybody. It's hard for young people. Uh, you know, we're living in this social media era where everybody's judging everybody all the time for all kinds of things. And most people just put on social media, like, the positive good stuff and you know everybody sort of has their public thoughts amazing great and then privately you know and you know the pandemic hit and here you are trying to be creative and an artist and we've had some of these you know conversations in the past privately but how do you what what advice can you give or share to anyone out there in terms of how do you keep going when it's just a bad day um, your 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 state of mind is not there, and you need to maybe just decide to you know check out for a little bit. Um, and, and this is what we look to in music too, right? Like we want to escape, we want to escape our lives and like hear something that makes us feel empowered. How do you get through those moments of I just don't want to do anything today? And and what advice do you have to young people, no matter whether they're artists or whatever they are and how, how do you stay strong in the face of adversity? And I'd say the first thing is, are you, are you doing something that you love? Like, are you doing something that you want to do? You know, and if, if that's the case, you know, then you're going to want to work hard on it. And at least that's for me. So if you're, if you want to work hard on it, 
then that's step one, you know, get there. Um, but a hundred percent, you're going to have those mental health days. And I think it's, you know, extremely important to have days where you do absolutely nothing. I think that's so important. Um, and I, I have those days I'll go, you know, like, like, for example, this weekend, you know, I've, I did, um, five hours of music on Friday. Um, and then yesterday I worked the shift from, um, 11 to five. Um, and then I got off immediately went and set up all of the sound for my band to play. And then another band to play and then took down all of the sound, the sound. So I was pretty much working yesterday from about 11 in the morning to 11 at night, just constant. I'm doing something. Um, and then I waking up this morning and I'm talking to, talking to you. Um, and then afterwards, right after this, I'm going to play a gig at the blue owl from 12 to two. Um, and then after that, I'm running sound, um, at Wildworks. Um, so I'm extremely busy this weekend, you know, and it's great. It's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm moving, I'm doing stuff. Um, but you know, Monday, Tuesday rolls around. It might be a day where I literally just stay in bed, order some food, like hang out, um, talk to a friend. And I think that's like, just so important to go, 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 go. And then just be able to just stop, you know, just chill, like play video games, you know, don't, don't even look at a guitar for a day. Um, and I think that those days are really important or for me, sometimes the cases I go to Santa Cruz for a weekend, you know, and in Santa Cruz, I'm just hanging out with my friends and, you know, are playing basketball and going to the beach, um, and not really thinking about music at all. But then when I come back, I drive home from Santa Cruz, I'm like so motivated. I'm like, oh, I haven't done music in like three days. Like, how is that possible? And it's just like, I want to get into the studio. I want to play a gig, you know? So, um, yeah, having those days of rest, I think is just really important. I think if you're constantly going, if you wake up every day and you're like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? That's good, but it can't, it's gotta, it can't be seven days of the week, you know? It's got to be, you know, five or six days at most, you know. Yeah. So that's my advice. You know, you're a really good journalist, uh, you know, and you were a sports editor and you, your, your connection with your sources came through. And uh, I guess the thing always with you is that you're always reliable. Like you're always there. Your stuff always, you always showed up and that shows a work ethic. Do you ever miss or is there anything you miss about? about journalism do you ever like read a story and be like oh that's really cool like I want to do that or I mean is there anything part of that that you miss definitely I mean I I still follow the NBA like really heavily mm -hmm. you know and I still have a subscription to the athletic you know I still read Marcus Thompson's you know columns all the time and I and he did it recently like in the past month like a um a column uh, or, or not a column, but a whole article um, analyzing all of um, Steph Curry's threes in his career. They, they did insane amount of data to do that. And I was reading that being like, this is amazing work. Like this would have been so fun to work on um, and to do this and then put it out. And um, yeah, so I missed that. But the, I think the thing that I miss about journalism actually the most um, is like just like the class like the, the community of like 
I just miss city. Like city college is, was great. Like I loved being at city college. Um, you know, I didn't like high school that much. I didn't like middle school that much with like the schooling and stuff like that. But like city college, it's just like almost all of my classes were great, you know? Um, and, and journalism specifically was the best for me. Like it was just the most fun to be in that class and community of, you know, a bunch of different people. And, a lot of times you can feel like, you know, alone as a musician, like you're a lone wolf trying to get it done. Whereas when you're, you know, in a part of the channels or something like that, it's like you are part of a family and a team, you know? And so that's another thing that I miss too, is having that. Um, but, you know, I do have my musicians and, and other people as my family and team now too. Yeah. And there's a certain amount, especially for some, someone like you, who, when you're a journalist, you're, you're, you have your network and your connection but you're also behind the scenes, right? Like your job is to not be part of the story. Your job is to shine a light on topics and issues or, you know, events and games or whatever it is. Your job is to sort of take people there. And with you, right, you are comfortable in both roles. Like you're comfortable being that person, but you're also comfortable being the one that people are talking about so you know I feel like that happens sometimes is that you go through journalism and you're just like you know I want to be the one I have the one the stuff that I can contribute I want to be the one who's part of the other side of the conversation and I think that's that's the case with you you know you know but that's why journalists become columnists that's why they become Marcus Thompson it's like you can actually be you know the celebrity and still be the journalist it just you know as you know it takes time you know marcus thompson didn't start out writing these fantastic columns you got to put in the work beforehand but i think that the good thing about you is you could probably always be doing journalism too you know whenever you can carve out a little bit of time on the side you know you can write about music you can write about sports and people don't know also like you're a pretty good basketball player Right. You're a pretty good baseball player. You've done, you're kind of a, not, not baseball. I can't play baseball. I can't play baseball. No, no, no. I could play, I can play basketball. I'm not the best. I'm, but, but I can play some basketball. What do you like, I six love two? playing. Yeah. Six two? Yeah. So that gets you at least in the conversation. Didn't you have a baseball yeah. injury up here or was that just playing couch yeah. with your family? No, yeah, no, you're right about that. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Um, I used to, I played baseball in like first grade and um, oh. someone, I uh, was at a camp and a middle schooler threw the ball directly at my nose and broke my nose. Like I was first grade. Um, and then I broke it two times afterwards. Cause once you break your nose once you can like re-break it really easily. Um, <laughs> random. So I, I broke it mountain biking and then playing basketball. Yeah um have you met jack johnson no i haven't met him i i want to meet him i think oh. i think i'm going to I, I see that in my future in the next year of meeting him right. um i mean i want to play the bowl like that's what i want to do i want to open for him and i, I think that's going to happen at some point i really do I'm, i've got that in my head i'm envisioning it yeah <laughs> you're saying that loud that's how you have to make things happen right you can't keep yeah you gotta what you know, and that's a good way to sort of wrap up here, Neil. Uh, what are your goals? Uh, where where are you headed? You know, we talked about you know, at the end of the day, you've been doing this for a year and a half, and you've had so much success. And how do you measure success? It's by being able to do what you love and have it be able to uh, support you. And you've talked about that, and people being able to give you feedback, and that's success. Okay, but what what is your goal? Do you want to? Um, is, is this the Santa Barbara life that you want to have? We know that there are bands who do that, right? And that's just, they've been here a long time and that's what they do. Uh, 
What are your dreams? What are you hoping for as you pursue this career? Um, there's a lot. I mean, I feel like Santa Barbara is a bubble of a musicians that is about to burst. I really do feel like that. Um, I, I have met an incredible amount of talented musicians. It's, it's actually un, unreal how many good musicians and how many people are passionate about it in Santa Barbara. There is a lot. Um, and I think that Santa Barbara is going to become the new place, one of the new places, you know, I think LA already has it. And it's like, everyone's like, I need to go to LA to make music. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to live in LA. Um, I, I want to live in Santa Barbara and, you know, and make music here and make the best music that I possibly can. Um, and I think that I can, you know, the biggest thing for me is, can I, can I make music, you know, do what I love and, you know, support myself. And I think that question has been answered for me. Yes, I can do it already. I can do it. Um, and if I really want to, you know, if I can't, you know, make it big, right. I, I can play weddings. I can play wineries. I can, I can play things like that and, and support myself and support a family if I wanted to. Um, but the overarching goal that I want to do is two things. It's one, make the best music that I possibly can. That's the biggest thing. Just make the best music that you can. Like, that's what I want to do. And two, I, I want to tour. You know, I, I, there's, so, there's so much of um, the U.S. that I haven't seen that mm -hmm. I've read about and heard about, in, you know, in the news or, or internationally. That's the biggest goal would be doing that. That's way harder. But um, you know, I want to travel um, and be able to support myself traveling the entire time um, and play music to people who want to hear it. You know, that's like, if I can go to Texas, I've never been to Texas, you know, or like Tennessee, or, you know, like different places just that I've never been and get to play my music and people show up for that. I mean, that's, that's like, I just want that really badly. You know, I really want to do that. Um, but I want to be based in Santa Barbara. I don't want to, for a, a while there, I was thinking at some point I need to go to LA. And, and now recently I've sort of been like, no, I don't, I don't need to go to LA, you know, with social media now, um, you know, and um, the amount of gigs that I'm getting here, it's like, this is the place that I should be. And I think I've realized that. Um, and um, maybe something will change in the future. You know, maybe I have a calling back to, to journalism at some point and I go, Hey, maybe I do want to go to Cal Poly. Um, um, but you know, I don't think that will happen, but I, the mic is those two goals in my head just sound amazing, you know, creating the best music that I can and then playing it for a bunch of people around the U S. Yeah, that's great. Well, you're definitely inspirational uh, watching you and how hard you're working to get your music out there and believing in what you do and what it matters. And as I've told you a million times, uh, you are going to be successful. You're going to get to that point, even if it's, you know, whatever you dream about, you're going to get there because you have something that a lot of people don't, which is just this X factor of, um, I'm going to make things happen. You know, I'm determined and nothing's going to get in my way. And uh, that that's shined in your journalism and it shines in, in this. And 
I, the only thing I ask is don't forget about me when you're like, you know, on television and, you know, you'd be like, oh, I remember that guy. No, um, but you just have to come back and do a podcast, you know, and 